Welcome to My Soul Dog Podcast with me, your host, Stephanie Nillis. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I don't like to cook, but I do love my dogs. So sit right there while we discuss all things dog training, hydrotherapy, tips, tricks, and everything in between. Welcome again to another episode. I am so glad you're here. I don't know if you're going to be glad that you're here because I am letting loose today. There was something that came across my radar and it just lit a fire in me immediately. And this is a side that a lot of people don't see. I usually try to keep a lot of opinions to myself and not today. Today I am turning it loose. I've got lots of opinions and you're going to hear them. I'm going to be Judge Judy all the way, judgy, judgy, judgy about people who are judgy. (laughs) So stay tuned, saddle up, buckle in, sit down, get comfortable because I'm about to get opinionated. There was a TikTok that came across my radar and this gal was talking about judgmental rescues and how she was sick of it sick about judgmental rescues that it was easier to adopt a child than it is to adopt a dog and that's ridiculous and this gal says she has her own rescue so she's coming from a place of she's judging other rescues and that her rescue is not like this and that she is sick of people not adopting to people who don't have fenced yards and because she doesn't even have a fenced yard and They will not adopt to people who have electric fences. They will not adopt to people who have young children. They will not adopt to people who live in an apartment. And she is making the statement, if we make it so hard to adopt, people will go and buy dogs. And we are losing out on opportunities to adopt to really good adopters. Whoo, boy, I got some things to say. First of all, if you have not rescued and you have not been a foster, you are not or have not been fully into a rescue, I just feel like you can go ahead and sit down um, because you don't know. You haven't been there. You haven't experienced it. You are just being, um, what do they call it, like a a couch quarterback or something like that? Yeah. You can just sit down um, because I feel like you really need to experience so you have a better understanding of what it feels like uh, to have work with these dogs that come from some pretty horrific situations. And some of them don't. Some of them are come into rescue because their people have fell on hard times or have gone through a divorce and now the family cannot keep their dogs. I know that that was something I used to be a person who said, I would keep my dogs no matter what. Even if I lost my house, I would keep my dogs. And I was really, really confident in that decision because I was nowhere near close to losing my house or being homeless. Until I was. Until the day that I was fearing homelessness. And I had all of my dogs and I didn't know what to do. And I remember... I remember my sister saying, Steph, if you didn't have so many dogs, we could get you into an apartment. And I thought, oh my God, how am I going to give up my dogs? But I was terrified about being homeless. It was a real threat. So I fully understand what it is like having to give up your dogs when you don't want to. 
I am extremely lucky in that I did not have to do that and make that decision. The tides changed and uh, I was presented with other opportunities. And so that was something that I did not have to face. But not everyone is so lucky. Not everyone is so lucky. And far be it from me to judge you for giving up your dog. Now, are there going to be some assholes in the world that throw away dogs because they're not puppies anymore um, and it's just inconvenient? Yeah. Do they make up the majority of the population? No, they do not. They don't. There's always going to be those outliers that just make really poor decision after poor decision after poor decision. We're not talking about those people. So again, I just, as I've gotten older, as I've had more experiences, as I've seen more, I am less and less judgmental about people relinquishing their dogs. And I'm also happy that they are at least making the decision to relinquish it to a rescue. They're not just turning it loose out on the street. Okay. So at least they are trying to do what is best for these dogs. And also, you know, they're not just taking it to a shelter, although that's not necessarily a bad thing. But going into rescue is a little bit better if the dog can go into a foster home that is a far less stressful environment than, say, a shelter environment. But again, a shelter is better than just turning your dog loose. But they're taking an extra step to relinquish their dog into a shelter. And I've known people that have wanted to get their dog into a a, a shelter or a rescue and the rescue said we're full but we'll let you know if we have any openings and they hung on to the dog until we had openings and then we were able to take in the dog I mean they really did care about these dogs and so they waited as long as they could and we were able to open up a spot and they were able to come the dog was able to come in there's a lot of people out there who've had to give up their dogs who love them immensely and it is heartbreaking but it really is a selfless act and that the human is not able to give the dog what they need so there's that I just give I don't care about what the situation is so much all I want is for that dog to be safe and I know when they come into the rescues that I deal with I know that they're going to be so um, as far as rescues being very difficult to adopt out dogs like you feel like it's easier to adopt a child than it is to adopt a dog um Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I've never had to adopt a child, so I don't know how hard it is. But what I do know is that if you've been in rescue at all, you have seen so much bad stuff happen to dogs. The dogs that we are protecting, the rescue gets together because we are about protecting the dogs. That is the whole purpose is that we're trying to save these dogs. So... Having these really horrible things happen to dogs feels really bad. So if you've been around the block at all, you will definitely see some trends. And as a rescue, you kind of need to make some rules. There needs to be some guidelines about what is acceptable and what is not. And if you're working with a good rescue that sometimes those lines are blurred. Sometimes, and they do take situation by situation. But generally, by and large, there are going to be some rules. One of the rules that, you know, comes to mind is I've I've heard people complain that a rescue will not adopt a female out to uh, if you already own a female dog. 
Why would that be? Because it is very common for females to have a hard time with one another. Is that the general rule? No. But what we're trying to do is reduce the chances of that dog being kicked back into the rescue. Meaning we adopt it out. There are problems. So that means the dogs have gotten into a fight. They're not getting along. Which means that one or both of the dogs have been injured probably. A human could get injured. And then the dog that we adopted out now is kicked back to the rescue, we have to accept it back, which we want to. We we fully understand. We always want to have the dog back. We do not want the dog just taken anywhere if it's a good rescue. And then that dog, now their world has been absolutely rocked. They have moved from their original home, and that might not have been their original home. They might have been in two or three homes before. They've now come into rescue, so that's another home. We put it into a new adoptive home. It didn't work out. Now they're back into rescue, which it may or may not be the same foster. So this is a lot of moving for this dog. This is a lot of stress. This is a lot of trauma. And it's really, really hard for them. It is not easy to deal with. And we want to reduce how many times this dog moves from home to home to home. We also, if it's a good rescue, they want you to be successful. It is important to them that you are successful. And because this is not the rescue's first rodeo, you can see trends. By and large, adopting females to females is just a big, big risk. And if that rescue is not willing to take that risk, that's okay. If you've got a problem with it, go to another rescue that will adopt another female into your home. And I hope that it works out for you. I really, really do. Again, can females live together? Absolutely. I have females that have never gotten into a fight. I feel very fortunate. But I work with dogs a lot and I know many females that get into fights. And sometimes it's fixable and a lot of times it is not fixable. So if we can reduce that dog being bounced back into the rescue... We are all for having that rule of no female-to-female adoptions. Again, go adopt somewhere else. And good luck to you. Another point she brought up was she doesn't think that it should be a deal breaker if you don't have a fenced yard. Now, that's one I fully agree with. I think you do need to have a fenced yard if you have a dog. I think it sucketh if you don't have a fenced yard. I really do. By and large, I agree with this. I think most people should, you should have a fenced yard for your dog to allow them some off-leash time that they're going to be safe. Now, we are also, as a rescue, you're dealing with the general public. And I absolutely hate the term, well, if people would just use common sense, what is that even? What is common sense? And If we think it's so common, I'm here to tell you, it's not that common. There are people who will do really, really, just make some really uneducated choices. They don't know dogs. They think they know dogs. They told us they know dogs. And then they go do the absolute opposite thing that we told them to do. And so if, again, if we can reduce the risk of the dog being harmed, that, oh no, the door was left open and the dog ran out. Well, gosh, if you had a fence, that might not have happened. Um, 
the fence is just safety for the dog. And what is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? And so making sure that you have a nice, safe place. You could play ball in the backyard with your dog. That is giving the dog more quality of life if you're engaging with them. So as a rescue, they have dealt with many, many dogs who have run away and their owners do not claim them and they come into rescue. Again, a lot of these rules are made not because you just freaking feel like it. I think that we're not going to adopt to people with blue shirts because we just feel like that. No, these are rules that are made because so many things have happened because these rules were not in place. The whole idea is the safety of the dog and a dog is safer if they have a fenced yard. That's not an end all. Could there be holes in the the fenced yard? Absolutely. Could the dog get under the fence? Absolutely. But what the rescue also does is if it's a good rescue, they do a home check. So if you say, I've got a fenced yard, someone is going to come to the home and take a look and will give you suggestions to say, hey, you know what? These boards are loose. Why don't you just secure these boards and then you can adopt the dog because that makes the dog safer. Again, the rescue is involved in their biggest concern is keeping the dog safe, keeping the dog happy. That is why the rescue exists. So having the fenced yard is kind of a big deal. Some rescues won't adopt out to people who have electric fences. And I absolutely hate electric fences. Yeah, I said it. I said it right here, right now. Bring it. I do not approve of electric fences. I don't because of a couple reasons. That won't necessarily keep your dog in the yard. You think it will. Nine times out of ten, it'll keep your dog in the yard. Until the tenth time, and then it won't. Because your dog can go through it. It is not invincible. You can penetrate it. I know in my sister's old neighborhood, there was a beagle. He was always running around the neighborhood, always. Why? Because he had an electric fence to keep him in. Yeah, a lot of good that did. Also, I know um, that there was a rescue I was working with, and they adopted these two beautiful, they were kind of labby kind of dogs. They were brothers, and they were adopted out together and it was on this tree farm. It was like a Christmas tree farm. It was really, really cool. It was so cool, but they had an electric fence and oh, their last dog. It worked perfectly for their last dog. And so this rescue adopted these two beautiful boys out to this. They were wonderful people and it was a wonderful place for them to go. I mean, it's a Christmas tree farm. It was so big. It was absolutely beautiful until the day they saw a deer and they started chasing and they went right through their electric fence. Um, you know, that fence is supposed to keep them in. They went running right through the electric fence. All they could see was the deer and one of them was hit by a car and died. Yep. Yep. I also know someone else who had an old girl. She had lived her whole life with that electric fence, never went past it until she was old. The day she did, she must have saw something. It, it Really, we don't know what it was. She ran out and guess what? She was also hit by a car. She died. Electric fences, underground fences do not keep dogs in yards. It is 
fabulous. If you have an electric fence and it's kept your dog in the yard, good for you. You can consider yourself lucky. But dogs can get out of those fences. Not to mention, it doesn't keep anything else out of your yard. Anything can come into your yard. So that's good and well that your dog does not go out, but it doesn't keep anything else from coming in. It can keep an aggressive dog. Um, That aggressive dog who gets loose, they can come right into your yard. Your dog is just out doing their business. An aggressive dog could come right into your yard and attack your dog. It has happened to a rescue dog that I know that was adopted out. And so the whole idea, again, for the rescue is to keep these dogs safe and have some general rules put up to avoid situations like this. It's not just to be a jerk and to say, you can't have any of our rescue dogs and that you're a bad human. No, it does not mean that you're a bad human. It's just that we have an obligation to protect these dogs. That's why we're doing this and volunteering our time, giving our money, doing these fundraisers to help these dogs live out the next chapters of their life blissfully happy. So yeah, if we decline you because you have an electric fence, it's not personal. We just really care about this dog. And maybe we're not the rescue for you. And then there was the point of adopting out to young children. um, If you have young children in the house. 77% of dog bites to children are from from the dogs the children know. 77% of dog bites are from dogs the children know. And if the dog is coming from a rescue, usually that means they're in a foster home and that foster family knows the dog. And they get a good sense on what will make them successful. What kind of home will make them successful? And many of those homes might not be with small children because they run the risk of the dog knocking the child over, causing injury, Maybe they've never been exposed to children, so they're fearful of them, which means they could nip, they could bite. Also, not preferable. That's not setting the family up for success, and it's not setting the dog up for success. There are numerous reasons why maybe adopting a dog into a home with children is not the best solution. Although we do have dogs that come into rescue that we know were around children, have never had a bite incident. They love children. They might even be in a foster home with children and do very, very well with them. Then we will find a family who has children that the dog will be living out the last chapters of their life, blissfully happy. And so will you. We want you to be successful too. We want the dog to be happy and safe, and we want you to be successful too. We don't want you to have to give up your dog. We don't want that to happen. So we'll try to reduce any of the red flags that might be there. And then there was the apartment living that some rescues won't adopt dogs out to people who live in an apartment. I think that really depends on the dog. So some rescues, if they're all breed rescues, they're dealing with all different breeds. That says it in the name. So there are some breeds that would do just fine living in an apartment. Take a Chihuahua, for example. That was my very first dog that was my own when I went into college. That dog could have lived in an apartment. I mean, he could have lived in a cardboard box and been totally happy. Didn't need to take up much space. And he was not a dog that I needed to go take for walks every single day. 
didn't need to. I could throw his toy around and he was like happy as a clam. And it was like running a marathon for him. If I threw it down the hallway and he'd run back, he was exhausted by the end. So I didn't need to take him for walks. But let's just say maybe a boxer is not exactly ideal for an apartment. I also have seen lots of dogs come through my door, like um, Aussies, cattle dogs that are living in an apartment. And what ends up happening is that the breeds like that who are working dogs, they were bred to work, they are farm animals, have a really difficult time being cooped up. So you'll get some neurotic behaviors and you're going, what is going on? My dog is reacting or they're anxious and um, they're chewing everything up. Could that possibly be that they're so cooped up in an apartment? Some dogs are just not meant for an apartment. I generally would not put a boxer in an apartment. I wouldn't say that that's a blanket statement, but it's a dog that is really rambunctious, has a lot of energy and Frankly, I don't trust people that they're going to take their dog for a walk every single day because you don't have a backyard to put your dog in to let them run around. And I also do not want you making the choice of taking your dog to a dog park because there's no dog park out there that you can convince me is safe. It does not exist. It's not if something will happen, it's when. And why would we ever want to put our rescue dog in that type of situation where you think that is your best choice? You don't have a backyard. You don't want to take your dog for a walk every day, even in the rain and the snow and the ice. So you think, I'll just go take my dog to a dog park. Mm -mm -mm. Anybody can take their dog to a dog park. Not safe. People take dogs that don't belong with other dogs. They still take those dogs to a dog park not a good choice. So again, the whole idea is setting these dogs up for success. And when you are in rescue long enough, you hear story after story and there's experience after experience and you have a better understanding as to why these rules are in place. And that there are plenty of adopters out there that fit these categories. They have fenced yards, they own homes, or they rent homes that can have dogs. You know, there's plenty of those people out there. And making the statement that you're just going to drive people away to go buy a dog, then they're going to go buy a dog. But I even know people who have bought dogs, who have given up dogs to rescue. I mean, that does not prevent anything. All these dogs that come into rescue were purchased at some point. And also, there was a point made about the rescues not adopting out to an applicant who has relinquished a dog before. I think that that is worth investigating. If you have a history of giving up dogs, more than one, then maybe we don't want to adopt our dog out to you because if we adopt our dog out to you, that dog is going to come right back. But also, there are reasons why people give up their dogs and maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe there's certain circumstances and a good rescue is going to have some understanding about that. But if the rescue does not, then that's not the rescue for you. 
I believe there is a dog out there for everyone. Maybe it's at a rescue, maybe it's not. But it is so important that we take care of these dogs that have been given up for whatever reason, but their world has been absolutely rocked. Has been absolutely rocked. It is really hard for them. It's really hard for them to adjust. And we think, oh, we're going to be their new family and we're going to save them and they're going to love us forever. Yeah, that might be true, but that doesn't mean that it's not hard for them. They don't know that you're their forever home. You're a stranger to them. They need time to adjust. And so I really am, I guess I am just judgmental about people who judge rescues, who have some rules to their rescues. There are reasons why there are rules. These are animals that we care very, very much about and we want the absolute best for. So if that's a problem for a human, off you go. Then you're not an adopter for us, whoever us is. And maybe your dog is at a breeder. Maybe so. I think it's perfectly fine to buy a dog from a breeder. If that's the choice you want to make, that's the choice you want to make. That's okay too. I understand it. I get it. I think rescue is great. I think buying dogs is great. I think there are advantages and disadvantages to both. So, the best word of advice I can give is get involved in rescue. See some things. Learn some things. There's a lot that happens in rescue. So before you start to judge rescues for all their mighty rules, ask yourself, have I fostered 10 dogs this year? Nope. Okay. And sit down. Because I don't want to hear it. Because you don't know. There's a lot that happens behind the scene. It is not the Cinderella story all the time. There's a lot that goes into it and a lot that people do not see. So, with that, now you know, spicy stuff came out. I've got opinions. (laughs) So, if you have other opinions, by all means, feel free to share them here with me. I am happy to get into a discussion with you about this. Um, So, please, share what you think. And share if you agree. You can't change my mind, I'll tell you that. So if you want to just have a discussion, I'm up for it. But I'm fairly certain you can't change my mind. At least not today. But you can go ahead and give it a try. I hope you're staying warm. I know I am. I appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for sticking around for Spicy Stephanie. And I will see you next time with a little less spice because we can only handle this every so often. All right, bye for now.